0: Bradalone's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic podcast number 922, September 14th, 2022. It was 98 degrees on this day in 1939, and it was as chilly as 33 degrees on this day uh, fairly recently, 1996. And now, from the mayor's office above the
1: boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social
2: Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight
0: king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Let's link windmills. Electric vehicles and life led by the political class on the third rail, meaning they have nothing to do with us. Okay. Including Pete Buttigieg. Why am I echoing? I have a funny echo, almost a state fair like echo. Yeah. Including Pete Buttigieg, who said, you know, that maybe we should federalize the idea that no gasoline cars. Can be allowed for sale, okay? I, I think that would be a wrong thing to do. What's Pete's current role? He's the he's um, the uh, transportation secretary. secretary, okay? And with no qualifications for that, any more than Kamala Harris has any qualifications for anything except third assistant shift leader at Hardee's, where the pillow man just had his phone taken <laughs> by the uh, <laughs> by the FBI down in Mankato. Okay, I got a lot of great emails. About windmills, uh, and if they if some of them deserve a we don't know that they'll get the we don't know that. Where is the we don't know that on my deal?
1: I'm gonna guess you double click. I probably did, but I can give you. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, what, my, we don't know. Zach that.
0: writes. I know a guy who did. Ma- I know a guy who did maintenance on equipment to build windmills. Uh, no, we don't know that. No, I believe that he <laughs> he knew the guy. Oh. I know a guy who did maintenance on equipment to build windmills, road graders, bulldozers, payloaders, and he got to be friends with the general contractors building some of the windmills you're talking about. That gentleman said the windmills built in 2020 must have their oil changed after 500 working hours, and each one holds 55 gallons of oil. I see no reason to give this the we don't know that. Am I in agreement with people? Sure. I mean, for all I know, that big monstrosity up there needs 55 gallons of oil in addition you can't see all the oil and grease they are flinging into the air if you can see it from the ground it is pretty thick up there i read some sources on this and they suggest oil changes every 8 to 16 months depending on the company and when they were built uh the information i heard came directly from someone in the industry i know this is dangerous for me because i'm i'm doing hearsay but i find nothing yet to be uh doubtful I wonder if GLers have any wisdom with this. If this 500 hours is accurate, that is nothing. To top it off, they don't put oil lines in the windmills, so the oil has to be shuttled up and down the elevator in 11 gallon pails. In the end, it doesn't matter how much windmills run or how much electricity they generate. The money is made once construction is complete. The rest doesn't matter after that. Environmentally friendly, you decide. In other words you get paid for their presence so huh? dear joe my son is a land uh he said survivor do you think that's a typo and he meant surveyor
2: mm-hmm. that could be an autocorrect
0: in mandan <laughs> north dakota and works for an hey. engineering firm out of bismarck they do a lot of work for the wind energy industry and he has laid out many wind farms all over north and south dakota I asked him once what the cost of one mill would be, and he just rolled his eyes and said more than you can imagine. He gave the example that his firm bills the wind people four times his hourly rate for his services alone, not to mention the engineers, transportation, and labor to set one up. By the way, it takes seven semi-trucks to transport one windmill, three to carry the blades, three to carry the base, and one ...to carry the turbine, plus all the truckloads of concrete that make up the footing or foundation. Now add up all the costs of laborers, and the cost of one mill is pretty substantial. Landowners that the mill sets on also are being paid well. I have a friend who has 10 acres of solar panels, and he has a 30-year lease with a 3% annual increase. He smiles every month when the check is deposited in his account. These energy companies seem to have an abundance of money to get their operations up and running. Maybe I should rephrase it, an abundance of tax subsidies our money to get their operations up and running. Keep pushing back, Doug the Barber. Uh, who's this from? Todd. I always
3: wonder, uh, not ever since the John Deere fiasco from two weeks ago, I'm very yes, wary.
0: I am. I'm, I'm watching for that. All right. I'm watching yeah. for that.
3: Because I, as you were reading that, I was seeing different things um, that some of them only use 10 gallons of oil. Okay.
0: Joe, I listen to your Iowa travel tale with much empathy. I'm a Minnesota expat now working in central Iowa. Sadly, I've yet to find a house, so I rent in Iowa and maintain my home in Kenyon for now. Thus, I drive by those windmills twice each weekend. They are a blight on what was once an enjoyable skyline for Iowa at least. I once vented this point on Twitter. I had an EV driver retort that he resented all the filling stations besmirching the beauty of the skyline. I guess EV drivers aren't burdened with complex thoughts. Hmm. Regarding the number of truck it takes to haul a windmill, I've seen this operation done many times during my Iowa-Minnesota travels, so I feel confident in saying it takes five truck. So we're down... Well, the first emailer said... uh, uh, six truck. Now we're down to five, right. three for the blades, one for the generator, and one for the hub and other miscellaneous pieces. So, uh, by the way, did you happen to see, note the burned-out windmill north of Mason City? Its melted blades droop like the last couple of petals it's, on a dead daisy.
3: It's pretty cool. I've seen I've it a seen couple of times. We talked about yeah, that on the our summer. Trip. Yeah. Right.
0: So so far we have a discrepancy in the number of trucks it takes. All right, so Got we it. accept that. Uh, Paul from Dallas writes, the trucks you saw for the windmill blades are only the tip of the iceberg. Most are produced overseas and arrive in Duluth via ship. See attached picture. I did. They are loaded on trucks there and moved... To the field. Each truck has a lead vehicle and a chase vehicle. The rear trailer can be steered by remote control in the chase vehicle. It is interesting watching them navigate a cloverly for sharp turn. They cannot stack them because they wouldn't fit under bridge decks, so each blade gets a truck. Finally, you have the tower, which comes in two or three segments. Each segment requires a chase and lead vehicle. Then the uh, generator unit at the top also requires its own truck and is an oversized load as well. I think you know that there is no use for spent blades and they are buried somewhere in eastern Montana or Idaho. Not sure what their life expectancy is. The hypocrisy is incredible. Paul in Dallas. Uh, Okay. And this one says, uh, from Scott. No, this is from. Uh, this is from Dan. Uh, don't use my name if you read this on the podcast. <laughs> I lo- I love those because they're usually coming from someone right. in the field, in the business. But you did just read this, right? Yeah, thanks for that,
4: Dan. This is Dan. not Dan. <laughs> this this is not Dan. <laughs> yeah. Don't use his name. Though. Damn it!
3: <laughs> so we're gonna call Dan Dave today. Right Let's just call him Dave.
0: <laughs> Dave writes. Probably shouldn't use my name. Yeah, okay. okay, Dave. Right,
3: Got man. it. We didn't. Don't worry. Full
0: steam ahead. Heard you raving about the efficiency and beauty of the wind farms on Tuesday's podcast and thought I'd add some fuel to the fire. I'm a field mechanic for a rather large electric utility based in Minneapolis, and I've been working in and around wind farms in southwest Minnesota for the last five years. The major components of a wind turbine arrive at the construction site on a minimum of nine trucks with two to three chase vehicles per truck. Before the trucks show up, the field roads in the area need to be upgraded for the weight of the trucks and construction equipment, requiring, hundreds, uh, requiring thousands of yards of gravel and an army of trucks and equipment. Each turbine foundation averages 240 yards of concrete, requiring 20 mm. to 30 cement trucks per foundation, plus the equipment to excavate the hole and the crews to assemble the forms, rebar, and pour the concrete. Each wind farm has multiple substations and switchyards that need to be constructed within hundreds more yards of concrete, tons of steel and equipment and multiple crews and construction equipment. The cranes used to assemble the towers arrive on multiple trucks and are assembled on site by crews driving multiple carbon spewing trucks. Miles upon miles of underground cable has to be laid to connect the turbines the substations and entire transmission grids have to be built to connect for f- the farms. Each large line tower uses between 200 and 400 yards of concrete for its foundation. The lifespan for the earlier wind farms is around 20 years so the old ones need to be torn down and the entire foundation and tower needs to be replaced. The steel is recycled hauled away on more trucks and the blades end up in landfills to pollute future groundwater. Land use is an issue as well. For example, the Blazing Star Farm west of Marshall covers 70,000 acres and generates 400 megawatts of power in ideal conditions. By comparison, the Monticello nuclear plant generates 647 megawatts and the evil coal-burning Shirko plant generates a combined 2,240 megawatts with only a few hundred acres of land being used. Then there's the issue of noise. The newer 150-meter towers sound like jet airliners circling overhead when they are running. Seems the green majesty of the wind farms might be a bit overstated. Again, leave my name off. Hate to be accused of going against the green mob. Dave from southwestern Minnesota.
2: Okay. Thanks, Dave. Scott
0: Matura from Montana. I listened to the nine thirteen podcast, and interestingly enough, I was driving to Billings on Friday, and I passed three incredibly long flat blades. I'm sorry, flat beds, each carrying a single windmill blade. It's incredible how massive these are up close, and three of them lined up together are longer than a Mormon clothesline. When I drove which I think is a funny line. When I drove to see a rancher friend outside Great Falls, I saw two things. I saw the southern portion of Montana's Golden Triangle. This is a massive region of wheat and barley, and it is beautiful. But I also saw a landscape of amber waves of grain that were filled with approximately 70 white mobile monoliths of fiberglass. Their fans, the blades, the one that ran, rotating in a slow, robotic, even tempo. Right here in Bozeman, a town with taller buildings by the day, Our Purple Mountain Majesties are increasingly looking downward at vast fields of solar panels buttressed against the foothills. In my recent drive back to the Twin Cities, saw solar fields forever, a Beatle reference for the newsman. So this is the irony lost on... So is the irony lost on non-GLers that we have a group of individuals that file injunctions to stop the cleaning of our forest floors in the once great state of California only to then litter them with giant windmills and riddle fields with unattractive shiny black panels of solar metals. metals. Since these are the same people who tell us if we just cast our vote for them, they can fix and combat the climate. Then surely they have a method by which they can ensure the wind will blow 24-7 and that the sun will shine 24-7. Unleashed with our tax dollars, they surely have the unrestricted ability to spin the mills and light panels at will, do they not? Since the left loves words like gas guzzling and spewing, then they also need to adopt words like riddled and littered when describing solar panels and windmills. I find it incredibly ironic and sad that the party that will wag their finger at everyone else for not being green and not caring about the environment are perfectly comfortable with these man-made, factory-built eyesores littering and riddling our landscape. White windmills and black solar panels, it seems as simple as black and white after all. Pushing back more and more, Scott Mature in Montana. The... Uh, People might say, well, the transition from building a fire uh, in your cabin uh, to an electric company was the same thing. Uh, no, it wasn't. The, the fire that you built on your homestead back in the day uh, didn't do anything except maybe keep you warm if you were lucky. When we transitioned to utility plants, then warmth was available to the masses. I suppose you could say the transition from gasoline-powered automobiles to electric vehicles is the same as transitioning from horse and buggy to the car, to the gasoline-powered car. Well, well, no, it isn't. It's not... It's not remotely analogous. When you transition from the horse to the automobile, you were gaining distance, speed, freedom, movement. And you say, well, all that could be done on a horse. Not to the extent it could have been done in a gasoline-powered car. Mm-hmm. When you transition from a gasoline car to an electric vehicle, you're not gaining anything. In fact, you're losing. You're not gaining anything. Right, right. You're not gaining distance traveled. You're not gaining freedom. Freedom already exists. You're not gaining anything. And in fact, according to Bjorn Longborg, who had an interesting piece in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend, Bjorn Longborg was a noted uh, euphorian who saw the light. He's president of the Copenhagen Consensus, a visiting fellow at Stanford University's Hoover Institution, an author of False Alarm, How Climate Change Panic Costs Trillions, uh, Hurts the Poor and Fails to Fix the Planet. In other words, Bjorn has seen the light that climate change has nothing to do with the climate. Uh, and he had a piece in the Saturday Wall Street Journal called, If Electric Vehicles Are So Great, Why Are They Mandated? Hmm. <laughs> The people who populate the third rail and and we've seen that develop to the point where I'm quite convinced they don't give a bleep about you or me. They are in it for themselves, they are in it for the power, and they are in it for the comfort and convenience of living that kind of life on the third rail. And they get these theological bees stuck in their bonnet, and they believe that Only they, in their honesty and virtue, can save the earth. They're not saving it from anything. So they come up with windmills, which we now know rely heavily on fossil fuels just to get built. Uh, They'd be less hypocritical if they could deliver to the world a windmill that's completely independent of any need for fossil fuels. Somehow the the blades and the base and the turbine magically get to the location of construction without use of any trucks, (laughs) cars, chase vehicles, oil, gas, or diesel. They can't do that. So they're hypocrites. Uh, The electric vehicles are basically a toy, if you look at it, because they're not essentially affordable for the masses. That's
2: another but, difference. Not we, essentially. They're just not. They're, they're outright They're not. a
0: toy of the elite, virtually all of whom also have a gas-powered vehicle in case they really want to go somewhere. So they, we're not transitioning to anything new or important. When Henry Ford built the Model, model T, he was transitioning to affordability for the masses, There's no affordability factor with electric cars. These are the whim and the capricious wish of a political class that has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with the climate. It has nothing to do with anything except perpetuating the belief that they hold some importance in guiding us to our life in the United States, which they are ruining by these wishes. Mm -hmm. They're ruining it. Fossil fuels are less injurious to the earth than electric vehicles. Read Bjorn Lomborg for yourself. The output of carbon in the manufacture of an electric vehicle is scant difference between that and automobile. Also, you have child labor infractions that come into play in the Congo, in, in battery mines, lithium mines owned by the Chinese who think nothing Of using children.
1: Because they're small enough to fit into the caves. Mm -hmm. By the way, do you know what the difference between the Titanic and California is? There are no deck chairs left in California to rearrange. No. Excuse me. At least when the Titanic sank, the lights were still on.
0: (coughs) (laughs) That's not bad. Thank you. We'll be back.
1: Okay.
2: Fall just around the corner and winter not far behind. I don't have to tell you that. You already know that. But do you already know about Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services? I sure hope so. They have been uh, doing windows, gutter cleaning, roof washing, house washing for quite some time. They are a veteran owned company and they are friends of Garage Logic. How so? Well, they're offering their services to garage logicians that don't want to get up on a six to eight foot ladder and clean out the gutters or wash the one. Win- Nobody likes to wash the windows, but when you have it down to a science, when you got that squeegee and all the stuff and you do it rather quickly, it's super easy. You don't have to lift a finger. Well, you do. You've got to call them 612-888-5248 or go online to kahunawindowcleaning.com, book a cleaning, mention that you are a garage logician, and they will waive the trip charge. They work very efficiently, quickly, and they're in and out of your hair in absolutely no time. How do I know this? Because we've had several garage logicians say, I've used their services and I would highly recommend it. 612-888-5248. Don't climb up a ladder to clean out your gutters or wash your windows or what have you. Get in touch with kahunawindowcleaning.com and let them know that The Rook sent you. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere.
3: Why do it today? I'm going to tell you why. Why you get on AimHighConstructionMN.com right now, and why you get a hold of Chris and you get the uh, ball rolling, because you want to get that bid in now. Aim High Construction, they will and they can. Uh, They'll definitely help you with every aspect of the project from Day one from the bid day, the day you call in and request a bid till the very, very end, they're a full-service construction company. Uh, quality work, honest work, honest service, that's their deal. Uh, and if that means they're going to get you on the schedule early and it's not going to happen until January, they're going to tell you that. They're going to be honest with that. At least you get the prices locked in. And if those prices go down before uh, the day starts, the day the job starts, your prices go down. That's how that works. That's how that works. Aim High. They can do everything from you from the basement to the roof and everything in between. They can do deck related miracles. They'll get your home updated, remodeled, and improved, and you'll really force the equity up, and you'll love it. Aim High Construction MN dot com is the website. Get in touch with Chris and get on the schedule today. Uh, something else that should be read from
0: this Bjorn Lomborg piece from Saturday's The Wall Street Journal called, If Electric Vehicles Are So Great, Why Mandate Them? Here's a really interesting paragraph that uh, uh, lit a light bulb over my head. Two-thirds of the households in the U.S. that own one, EVs, have, become, have income exceeding $100,000 a year. For nine in ten of electric vehicle-owning households, it's only a second car. They also have a gasoline-powered car, usually a bigger one, such as an SUV, pickup truck, or minivan that they use for long trips, given its longer range. And it takes additional costs to make electric cars convenient, such as installing a charger in your garage. I'll get this part. This hadn't occurred to us. Just to think of all the things that haven't occurred to us. Uh, Those who can't afford it or who don't have a garage will have to spend a lot more time at commercial chargers than it takes to fill up a car with gasoline. Think of the push we see the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings to have nothing but rental properties. Mm. Where are the people going to charge their cars? Yeah.
1: Well, that's why we're going to need portable stations, right? That'll be the next move. Uh, Government mandated stations. What? So I drove
0: to Iowa and back the other day. Kenny often commutes from the Great North to here. John has traveled across uh, most of Minnesota and North Dakota. Do you ever get the feeling on uh, when you're on the road that you're you're with people who are, who are not realizing what is happening to them?
1: Yes, constantly.
0: That yeah. that they're going to wake up one day and things will have changed beyond their comprehension. And. The pushback has to be greater
1: than it is right now. We have talked about this at length, Joe. I -hmm. encounter so many people that are so disinterested by politics just in general. They don't care. And the third rail takes advantage of that. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. They take advantage of the
0: fact that they think we're not paying attention. And, And many people are not paying attention. But you take it for granted today that you can get in your car and drive to New Orleans and back. that you'll have a gas station. We're led by people who don't want you to do that. And we're led by people who, if you're going to do that, they want you to do it electronically, which is not as convenient, not as quick, not as cheap. Got to stop every three hours to charge? And visit an art museum for (laughs) two hours. (laughs) We prefer gasoline for a very good reason. It's cheaper and more efficient. Yep.
1: Well, okay. We were talking about this a bit before the show started. Look at the campaign ads alone that are being run right now on television in just the state of Minnesota. I
0: hate this season. Oh,
1: I do too. That. But they're focusing on one issue, which Focus. is a big issue. Right. But one issue. Abortion. Me- meanwhile, don't worry about all that other stuff that's going on.
0: Hmm. I just think. I mean, I talk to sharp people who think, I'm going to get an electric car. Well, I well, they're just going to get it for a toy. Because
1: they're not going to get rid of their gasoline-powered cars. Right, it's just going to be an, an option for them.
0: So the, uh, the elites are playing right into the hands of the third rail. You know, they go along with it. Uh, in the meantime, uh, life as we know it could change, not could, will change... To the unrecognizable mystery, I don't think any of us will be alive to see it, but if they pull this off, the unrecognizable mystery will be a country full of solar panels, windmills, and charging stations. Well, depending on the source of the electricity for the charging station, what are you gaining? You're not gaining anything if you're claiming to save the Earth. You're not saving the Earth from anything
3: it's funny the people that need probably need the technology and need electric cars the most will never be able to afford them mm-hmm.
0: you're right and then and and then throw in the rental community because we right. have we have uh council people the closer you get to the tallest buildings that don't even want you to own a single family home with a garage okay, quick question then is the Mitra Jalali wants Snelling Avenue closed so yeah. she can traipse across
2: Pedestrian. it. Pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the is the Tesla? I, I know it's a better car, but the, the Chevy Volt. A better car than what? Uh, oh, electric car. I'm just saying. Is the is the Chevy Volt? Um, I know a guy who's got
0: a Volt. He's an engineer and he loves it. Okay,
2: but is it? Is there a more t- charging power on a Tesla? Are there? Is there different? I don't know. Okay. I, I I uh. I'll look it up. I know just enough about electric cars to be
0: dangerous, and that isn't much. Okay. I'm I'm terribly uninterested in them. I'm not a candidate.
2: I've never driven in a fully electric car. I did a. Uh, flex one. What's the one where it's sometimes it's flex fuel, sometimes it's a computer. hybrid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That a, one. And the great and sh- the great shame <laughs> of what's happened to our
0: citizenry is. There are too many people willing to corroborate The wishes of the third rail, they they wish to be led, and you're being
1: led poorly.
0: <laughs> you're just well, let, here. It's, it's it's somewhat off topic, but okay, not necessarily. Before unrelated. we move on, because yeah. we're going
1: to inundate it with emails from Cars.com, I have the electric cars with the longest range. Yeah. Uh, and this is all 2022 models. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The longest is the Lucid Air Dream Edition R all wheel drive at 520 miles. Yep. The next three are all Teslas, ranging from 405 to 351 uh, based upon model. The Mercedes Benz is 350, another Tesla, another BMW, Ford F 150 Lightning, which I'd never heard of before.
0: That's their uh, Ford's betting the, betting a lot on that. Mercedes
2: Benz. Has an electric car? Yeah, looks like.
0: Uh, Rook they all do.
2: I, I seriously was unaware that Mercedes has uh, made an electric And I voiced cut.
0: my disappointment on previous shows that the automobile manufacturer
1: just rolled over. Okay, yes. And the Rivian RIT is yeah. another one on this list. Rivian? Yeah. You got a Riv? Taking it to the Riv.
0: We learned on the, on the front page today, speaking of life on the third rail, that Minnesota's Democratic uh, U.S. reps, Dean Phillips, Angie Craig, and Tina Smith, who's a U.S. senator, uh, recorded finan- reported financial trades for themselves involving family members over the past several years in companies that intersected with their congressional committees. Ooh. The New York Times analyzed Congress members' financial filings between 2019 and 2021 and found 97 current members bought or sold stocks, bonds, or other financial assets that intersected with their congressional work or reported similar transactions by their spouse or dependent child. Phillips, Craig, and Smith were the only members of the Minnesota congressional delegation cited in the report. Phillips reported trades in 276 companies, among which the Times identified 34 potential conflicts and then Craig gives you the boilerplate answer that the third uh, rail gives you and that is i placed everything i have in a blind trust and i have no decision making uh yeah. over what happens wah, to my wah, money wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh during philips first term he had trades in stocks and bonds of more than two dozen banking companies while serving on the house financial services committee <laughs> why am i laughing According to the Times analysis, those included trades of Wells Fargo while his uh, committee investigated that bank. He also sold shares of four other banks before their executives testified before the committee. Unreal. A spokesman for Phillips, a spokesman because he can't do it himself. He's too busy. A spokesman for Phillips said the trades in question were made by the congressman's investment advisors without his knowledge. He chose to stop communication uh, with his advisors after announcing his congressional candidacy in 2017, letting them act independently on his behalf, and began searching for a law firm to move his stocks into a blind trust after he was elected in 2018. Okay. <laughs> Phillips, heir uh, to the Phillips Distilling Company liquor fortune. Hired a law firm to move his stocks into a blind trust in January 2020. It took until July 2021 to transfer most of his assets because of legal and congressional requirements. uh, Because the third rail has this pretty well figured out for you. We'll (laughs) protect you. We'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. Uh, Assets from two additional trusts, which Phillips is the beneficiary, are in the process of being moved to separate blind trust pending approval from the U.S. House Committee on Ethics. These people live in a world that has nothing to do with us. Nothing? Nothing, nothing. Uh, Phillips is one of five members of Congress who have opened or are in the process of opening a blind trust. Oh, good. Representative Phillips does not trade stocks, and he hasn't communicated with his investment advisor since announcing his candidacy, and proactively placed his assets
1: in a blind trust
0: after being sworn into Congress.
1: Then you know what be you know it would be more interesting for
0: the public to learn
1: if you actually spoke into the microphone instead of being ten feet. Old. Yes,
0: you know what would be more interesting. <laughs> yes. to, has he made money since he's become a congressman? Of course he has on his yeah. on his holdings. Yeah. It's his holdings made money. And more interestingly, had they made money in the fields where his work intersected with those fields? Yeah. We've seen this across
1: the board, That's, both locally uh, yeah. and nationally, though, on all sides, by the way. We, we've seen this over the years. It's and you know a what? frightening Nothing... story
4: when you, when you read the whole Times story. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, there's, it's ridiculous. Well, look but at Pelosi and her with. husband, mm-hmm. what they've been yeah. getting well, away with. You, well, look, exactly, but she doesn't have any stock. That was part of the story, actually. Mm-hmm. The, other, the other one was people are on committees, like the Ag Committee, and they are selling Ag futures, et cetera, and it's legal. How is that possible? Well, uh, Tommy Tuberville was the one that was pointed out was doing The that. old football coach? How? Yeah. Yeah. How is that legal? It's wow.
0: possible because the third rail only takes care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's
1: ridiculous. It doesn't care about us so you guys read this story how many No. going back to what we discussed earlier how many of the voting public would either see this story dismiss it entirely or would this even affect their voting choice
0: number of ways to answer that question it's an interesting question thank you well it's not that interesting (laughs) number one (laughs) number one newspaper readership is is down. I've heard that. As an aside, you know, hotels don't even get newspapers anymore. The newspapers have stopped bringing newspapers
3: to well, hotels. The one I stayed at in Roseville had a uh, always had a fresh supply of your newspaper. Wonderful! There. That's yeah. good. I'm pleased uh, to fun. know that it
0: was fun. Where yeah, I just it. stayed, they didn't have them, and they said the newspapers uh, have
3: stopped delivering to us. I got to read the Joe Suchere column oh, twice. Oh boy! <laughs> <Isn't that fun? laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so what we learn here? What about Phillips and uh, Tina?
3: Smith? Here's the deal with these guys: which came first, government or the mafia? Because they're both playing the same game, but one is illegal and one isn't. I trust I, the mafia. I, I mean, these senators and representatives—that's just their cover job. Mm-hmm. Their yeah. real job is shifty and evil, and involves a lot of money that. They're stealing right out of our pockets. You're right. This is Tony
1: Soprano pretending is he's
3: a sanitation going to Going to work at, at a meat processing plant and sitting in an empty office and watching TV all day. Well, you know, more,
0: or whatever. A more charitable way to say it might be that Dean Phillips is not stealing any money from us, but he works in a system that has allowed him to be removed from the general public and they exist within their own rules, laws, and
3: regulations
0: that have allowed him to gain money. Hmm.
3: And then they only go out in public every two years or four years or six years, whatever it may be, in order to reconnect with us, the public, the unwashed. Yeah, they show up at a raspberry
0: parade and pretend that they know everything about your town, and then they're back to the in protection to, of the
3: third rail in order to yeah. get votes, so, so the they push- can stay in there for another shift. Right.
0: The third, the pushback we have is just a gargantuan task.
3: Oh, we'll it, never win.
0: Oh, it's it's incredible the amount of pushback that's required from us.
3: It's a cover job. Their their senatorial duties. That, that's a cover job.
0: Okay, this makes it all the more reason I want to tell you about something. We have, we have welcomed Eckberg and Lammers Law Firm to the show. Yep. You need to protect yourself from these highway robbers, meaning the political class, the courts, the judicial system. You need an estate. I don't care how much you have, you're still going to die. And when you die, do you want the state... Determining who gets what you have? Hell nah. no. No. Eckberg Lammers is a full-service legal firm that has served the legal needs of individuals, businesses, and municipalities for more than 70 years, and they work with people like us on estate planning. And if you think you don't need estate planning, think again. If you You're going to die. And if you die without an estate plan, it goes to probate. And that means people that have nothing to do with your family are going to decide what's going to become of your money CEO. and get the taxes from it. Uh, you have stuff. We're all going to die. If you don't have a plan in place, the courts are going to decide that for you. The estate planning team at Eckberg Lammers can help. And they're GLers. They know They know that we're the people that the political class isn't paying attention to, except when you die and they want your estate. <laughs> So right. they'll transition you smoothly the way you want. You can make an appointment with them and take care of this today. And I would, and I have done it myself. It, it, and I urge everyone to do it. If you don't, you can kiss everything you've, your, no, your kids can kiss everything you've ever done goodbye. Uh, you can go to Eckberg, it's E-C-K-B-E-R-G, Lammers, lammers it's one word, EckbergLammers.com, or call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 and take care of this for your own peace of mind and for the peace of mind of your family.
1: Hey GLRs, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons. Trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice.
0: Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.
2: You know, Patrick Royce I, mean, and this I guy, don't want that. I, I don't want that. Play them all at once. You'll learn
0: more here by accident
3: than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souteray. Brands that bring families together. And Moon Motorsports in Monticello, they have a Moon is the fastest growing KTM and Husqvarna dealer in our state. And they have a great range of in stock ATVs and side by sides available now. Minnesota families. They enjoy moto recreation like never before. KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am. They're the brands that Minnesota families love to ride in Moon Motorsports. Boy, they've got dirt bikes, ATVs, side-by-sides in stock for every member of your family. You can check them and the used inventory out. You'll find it all at moonmotorsports.com. And for those of you with uh, machines that you need to put them away, are you already thinking about winter? Don't forget, Moon Motorsports has been providing winter prep and storage for years. It's the place to go. Go, uh, Get a hold of Moon today and schedule your machine uh, and get it ready for winter storage. Moon Motorsports, we're talking KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, Skidoo. They're south of 94, west of 25 in Monticello and on the web at moonmotorsports.com.
4: Here's John Hite. Thank you, Joe. Brooklyn Park Police say they've arrested five juvenile females after a string of incidents, including possible theft, assault, a police chase, and a crash with a stolen vehicle. The alert says that at 3.38 PM on Tuesday, police went to the Target store on West Broadway for reports of theft involving three girls. It was discovered the vehicle the girls left in was stolen from Minneapolis. Police say the girls assaulted an uninvolved citizen as they drove away through the parking lot. The chase began, but police say they stopped the chase shortly after. However, it resumed when the stolen vehicle was found to have crashed into another vehicle at Candlewood Drive North and West Broadway Avenue. Officers described significant damage to both vehicles, but the occupants of the non-suspect vehicle were not hurt. Although the suspect vehicle was empty when responders got there, police say they found and arrested the suspects, which they say then included five juvenile females with the help of canine units. It was reported that witnesses helped police at the store, the assault scene, and the crash scene. The department says two of the girls were released to parents at the station However, police say the other three girls were taken to the Hennepin County Supervision Center when police either determined they were runaways or failed to connect with legal guardians. The alert wrapped up by saying the girls will, quote, be charged for their crimes at a later date.
3: Hmm. I have my doubts about all of that. Thank you, Kenny. You beat me to it. Yeah.
4: Our buddies Are these down... the
0: target thieves? Yeah. 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 They're not. They'll get a slap on the
1: Oh, no, Ellison will put, you know, we got a a really tough uh, judicial system here in this state.
4: Our buddy's downstairs with an investigative report. The city of Minneapolis Commission tasked with civilian oversight of the police doesn't hold meetings any longer. (laughs) Come on! That's because six (laughs) of the nine positions on the police conduct... Uh, the Police Conduct Oversight Commission are open. So, six of nine are open despite records that show people are applying to serve. Uh, there are applicants who contacted uh, the folks down at Eyewitness News, like Emma Peterson, a graduate student at the University of Minnesota. She applied to the commission in September of last year. She said she thought her skill set was perfectly uh, what the PCOC is intended to do. She has a degree in studies in policing and public policy. Uh, she says uh, her application was among m- uh, more than a dozen that were submitted, but uh, she never heard back. She said she got about a five to ten minute interview. And then after that, they told me my application was not going to be considered any further. April marked the last time the group had met. The commission with just three seats filled does not have enough people to hold a meeting. Hmm. Paul Bosman. <laughs> in <a>
2: t- Unbelievable. <laughs> my God.
4: An attorney with the group Communities United Against Police Brutality recently filed a petition in Hennepin County Court asking a judge to force the city to open the positions. As part of this story, the Minneapolis City Attorney's Office declined an interview request and wouldn't comment on the litigation. Of course not. When asked for information about why the positions have been left open, a city spokesperson said the panel reviews apps and recommends appointments to Mayor Fry and city council members said since the PCOC has lost more than 50% of its members for a third year in a row, this would not have solved the group's issues with a quorum. Changes could be on the horizon, though. Last week, Minneapolis City Council President Andrea Jenkins introduced an ordinance change that would consolidate oversight functions through a unified community commission, according to city meeting wow. records. What does that mean?
1: So uh, we're going to keep it going. Committee? Let's keep
4: it going. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wait, repeat that sentence, John. Uh, last week, uh, Andrea Jenkins introduced an ordinance change that would, quote, consolidate oversight functions through a unified community commission. So, wow. so
3: right. explain what that <laughs> oh, means. Oh, God, help. The, uh,
4: you know, the I'm rooting down-
0: for this Cedric Alexander guy. He has to be thinking, what the hell did I walk into
3: here? <laughs> right, right. you know? These people are
4: nuts. hmm uh, the guys at Channel 5 did uh, exactly, Kenny, what you said. What the hell did that mean? They tried to find out from somebody on the city, but nobody had any comment. Because nobody knows what, what it means. means. <laughs> exactly. Because it doesn't of, mean anything.
3: Talk of shutting it all down and cutting losses, that that didn't come up, did it? No, um, not at all. No, at all. no keep it going. You're okay.
0: still paying violence interrupters who don't interrupt anything.
3: <laughs> right. <sighs> well, they don't want to interrupt their TV show. Right. Springer's
4: they're hard to on. reach. Uh, they're busy. Yeah. You know, they're Under. hard to reach. Uh, The story you talked about earlier, but uh, I'm going to repeat it just because it it befuddles me. A New York Times analysis found that 97 lawmakers or their family members bought or sold financial assets over a three-year span in industries that could be affected by their legislative committee work. Among those, Minnesota's Democratic U.S. Reps Dean Phillips, Nanji Craig, and U.S. Senator Tina Smith. They reported financial trades for themselves or involving family members over the past few years in companies that intersected with their congressional committee. Phillips reported trades in 276 companies, among which the Times identified 34 potential conflicts. Craig reported trades that one of her children made in 19 companies, with two flagged as potential conflicts. And Smith reported trades her husband made in four companies, three of which were deemed
2: potential Conflicts.
4: One
1: Minnesota, though, right? We're one Minnesota. Yes. Tina
2: Smith. Are you
0: kidding me? Is she me? still
2: around? I didn't even know she was still around. The family of you Tina know, her Smith. Her husband's
0: name is Archie. And uh, she describes his job as buying and selling stocks in uh, insulin companies. Yeah. And uh, her husband sold his shares in March 2020 as the pandemic began. Mm. And then, oddly enough, most stocks plunged, but I guess he got out in time.
1: Well, I was pretty lucky.
0: Yeah. Okay,
2: Edith. S- Good Smith move. Smith's That's, spokesman
0: uh, said it was just a simple business decision. Like right. a lot of families, my husband, Archie, and I have two very different jobs, and we keep them completely separate, Smith said in a statement. Archie's job is to invest in medical device companies, which he has done most of his career since we moved to Minnesota in 1984. I don't know about and have absolutely no role in any of his investment decisions. Uh, we don't
4: know that. Oh, Tina, you yeah. Yeah. sweetheart. Uh, Tina. I didn't mm-hmm. believe that uh, argument when uh, Jenny Thomas used it with Clarence. And right. I don't believe it with this either, with right. Tina Smith. I don't believe
0: it. I don't believe uh, any of these people.
4: Well, here's a couple more. I got a couple more from this story because this story is amazing to me. Uh, Alan Lowenthal, a Democrat from California.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, he sold boeing shares on march 5th 2020 yep. okay yep one day before a house committee on which he sits released damaging findings on the company's handling of its it the guy ought to be in jail. Jesus. Yet, which was involved in two fatal crashes wow. one day before Holy okay
2: wow.
4: a representative representative bob gibbs an ohio republican on the house oversight committee reported buying shares of the pharmaceutical company ab in 2020 and 2021 well, at the same time, the committee was investigating ABV and Five Rivals over their drug prices. And I did told you earlier, Tommy Tuberville, Republican of Alabama, member of the Ag Committee, regularly reported buying and selling contracts tied to cattle prices starting last year, even as the panel by Mr. Tuberville's own account had, quote, been talking about the cattle markets. Man, and is they, this they, legal? They're,
0: they're third rail now. Well, under paragraph 13C, Division oh. 2, <laughs> uh, you're covered, Tommy Tuberville, because uh, you reported that within 24 hours of an imaginary time frame.
2: But you know the, the biggest insider trading debacle, right? No. Are you sure?
0: Uh oh. No, you know, no, are you, are you sure? Do here?
2: Be cautious here. Be very cautious here. <laughs> There's two gentlemen that lived in, I believe, Philadelphia. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Okay. Blue Bloods. Oh, don't give me this trading places thing. You can't mention that. You know, that movie. I love it. I haven't. I've just said it was a big uh, yeah. it was a big debacle.
0: Frozen
4: orange
2: juice. Clarence Beeks yeah. of Lindhurst Security. There were uh, there were several
4: references uh concerning this story <laughs> to that particular film yes. on Twitter today. It's I don't
2: crazy. know if you saw 100%, it. 100%. This is what people This is basically I, I know I know you give me a hard time, but Trading <laughs> Places basically was the general knowledge for any Normal person, any young kid that's 15, 20, twenty—that's how they learned about commodities. Are you
1: saying that all Matthew? elementary
3: school students should have to sit down and watch Matthew? this movie? Yes. I've seen that movie a hundred times, and I still don't understand. You Still how don't. I still don't get it. Uh, futures. How do you They're trading in futures? How I do don't. you
2: beat uh, Eddie Murphy jumping off the what is it? The fourth screen after they said this is bacon, which you would find in a bacon and lettuce and tomato sandwich. And then he looks right at the camera as if to say, what the bleep. Here's
4: Johnny Height. Well, thank you, Joe. Lower gas costs slowed U.S. inflation for a second straight month, but most other prices across the economy kept rising evidence that inflation remains a heavy burden for American households. Consumer prices rose 8.3% from a year earlier and 0.1% from July. But the jump in core prices, which exclude volatile food and energy costs, outpaced expectations and ignited fear that the Federal Reserve will boost interest rates more aggressively and raise the risk of a recession. Fueled by high rents, medical care, and new cars, core prices leaped six point three percent for the year ending in August and zero point six percent from
2: July <laughs> to August, the government said. Tuesday, I know what <sighs> I know what your question is gonna be, Joe. Oh if if you let me do get in the head. Really let interested. me get let me just get in the head. <laughs> All right. Is Clarence Beak still with the other gorilla in the cage? <laughs> No, I have a dumb question.
0: Maybe it's not so dumb. Are gas prices uh, dropping because demand is dropping because people can't afford, they're making decisions now, inflation's so high, they're saying we're not going to Wisconsin
1: Dells, we're going to buy food?
2: I would say no. I
1: I would have to agree with Rookie. And be- maybe it's just because the summer travel season is over well, with?
0: Well, why, demand obviously is the reason gas prices are down. And what be- other reason would there be?
1: Because the summer travel season is over. Don't you think that has a p- Maybe big part
2: of it? Work. What was it at Labor Day? Were we still at I 390 or?
3: But OPEC has just decided to not increase yeah. production. Right. So they want to make sure and the price...
4: F- yeah, cut back, in fact. They yeah,
3: so they want to make sure that price goes back up. Can, Can we go back to that previous story? Thank you. I'm trying to think of something in the normal world where the people that don't live on the third rail, laws that we have to adhere to on a daily basis so we don't go to jail, while these scofflaws just openly trade hmm. um, on a daily basis. And, and, and so I've been trying to think, like us, the five of us, we couldn't take, like, I couldn't take top secret money from Polaris. Right I got it. Um, I couldn't take money from Polaris and then tell everybody. Radio uh, World, payola. This, that's that's the, what I'm trying to effing get at, Reaver. Shut up. You just asked Jesus a question. Christ. You, just you asked, asked a, a question, Kenny. And... <laughs> I was in the middle of saying it, we can't take money from co- companies and, and promote their things without it being above board and a c- paper contract. You know what I mean? I, of course yeah, I do. I've I been dealing with true. it for 40 years. Well, oh, Kenny, you're talking about
4: payola. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll move on with the news now. Well, Jeez.
0: there's no greater example than what Trump is going through. Uh no greater example of of the third rail insofar as uh he's he continues to avoid any let me put it this way if he did something wrong arrest him and get this over with okay. if he didn't do anything wrong go the hell away let's move on but this is going to go on forever, and nothing will come of it. Whereas right. if it was you, you'd already be in jail if, I if was you did something right. wrong. If it right. was
4: one of us five who had done right. that or had been found with, you know, if uh, this, we'd, it, we'd all be in jail. If
1: this time, story but... had taken place 25 years ago, don't you guys all think this would be a much, much bigger story?
0: Uh,
1: Where
2: were we, 20? Was
1: it
0: Clinton years? Well, you could liken it, uh, you could go back... You know, 45 years, and you could liken it to Nixon, who uh, things happened faster and he had to resign. Uh, Trump didn't have to resign because he already was out of office. But this is going to go on forever,
3: and nothing will come of it. Nothing. So, but you brought up an interesting factor. Trump set the bar. You can't go as far as he went and not expect to get booted out of the third rail club because the rest of these people aren't turning them you don't see a republican turning him in a democrat for insider trading or no doing you don't out. you no. never see that they always protect no. each other then but we now know that trump was enough of a bad guy an outsider that they they kicked him off the third rail they and want
0: him out of their club
3: and they want to make sure he never gets back on right. the third
4: rail. right speaking of donald trump mike lindell prominent promoter of 2020 election misinformation was served with a search warrant, and his cell phone was now, seized. Uh, seized.
3: Pardon Mike's me? on what, like the sixth rail? Well, what rail is Mike on? <laughs> he, he, keeps no hopping. Idea.
2: he keeps train hopping. Is he off the rails? He's off the rails. His cell phone was
4: seized by FBI agents who questioned him about his ties to a Colorado County clerk who was accused of tampering with voting machines. This all according to Lindell himself. Uh, all of this happened, by the way, uh, the FBI agents at a Hardee's. Uh, down in uh,
2: Mankato. Team Peters is the... Joe, where's your closest Hardee's? I have no idea. You drove they by one in Faribault right off the freeway. I don't know. Hamlin in 94. I don't know.
4: There's, uh, there was one in Anoka on Seventh. They just closed it and tore it down. Who
0: gives a bleep? We're yes. is. Yes, well, I want to know where there's, Mike
3: Lindell.
4: I like, ch- I like hot
3: ham and cheese now. One now, in Fergus Hardee's Falls, Hardee's but I always, always opt for the Arby's next door because I like those. Big well, that's the controversy. Yeah. Is we have mixed reports. Yeah, he might have been at an Arby's. See, I would be
1: at an Arby's. And I believe this was the most exciting news for the Hardys in Mankato since Keith Millard plowed into it back yeah. in 1991.
2: Yeah. When his, were, his arms were more uh, powerful, powerful than, the than the guns. guns.
1: There's did, two uh, Hardys locations in Mankato.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: That's Whoa. tough on a guy like Mr. Pillow because that phone probably
4: means everything to him. That's his business. Yeah, he says everything's in it. He yeah. uh, he went on, on on the news last. Was he the week. former cracker? Did he
0: call Tom Hauser? Do you think, or did Tom Hauser have a connection to get to him? Because Tom Hauser had him this morning, yeah. and other outlets in town have,
3: are playing. <sighs> Tom he, according There's to two Arby's locations in according,
4: Mankato. according to Twitter, he called uh, the radio station where Tom Hauser was working this morning. Oh, I see. So uh, that's the. Now Hardies, a uh, oh. Hardies did uh, uh, did tweet. A very clever tweet. Uh, they said, Now that you know we're here,
0: mm-hmm.
4: please stop in for one of our pillowy biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 right, that's, that's pretty there clever. There you go, huh? That's, that's pretty clever. They yeah. did what Chevrolet didn't do
0: when the guy said technology and yes. stuff.
4: Yes. So, yeah, exactly.
0: parties jumped all over this. <laughs> Arby's or whatever the hell. Parties. Um, As the it was, it official sponsor
1: or the official vehicle of Major League Baseball, Chevrolet <laughs> is proud to participate in this uh, prestigious award. Um, along He's with our auntie. dealers, we are also extremely honored to give back to this sport uh, to by sporting up. baseball in cities oh. and towns across this nation.
2: At Chevrolet, Fort we Bastard. have. Um, How can you listen to this? We have also been proud of the latest. And greatest uh, technology in our truck lineup. You can also also feel Uh, Bud going, going what the hell? Um,
1: It combines class winning, leading technology
4: (laughs) and
2: stuff with uh, Wi-Fi (laughs) powered by OnStar.
1: They did use the hashtag for a while. Uh, Tom Hauser, two hours ago, by the way, I'm shocked and saddened by the commercialization of news events. I resist getting sucked in whenever possible. Today it was not possible. As he tweeted out a photo of his Hardy's <laughs> lunch. Oh, that's so pretty good. Being, uh, he was
2: having oh, fun. Oh, so, He was having a laugh. He's he having was, a he laugh. He
3: spends a lot of time over at the neighbor recently, I don't doesn't get that. he? Is yeah, he bringing well. his own lunch or stopping at Von Hansen's on he's the way in? He's the best in? guy they got. Maybe uh, yeah. swinging down to Everett's and picking up a beef stick before he goes down there. I
2: don't know. Hey now.
3: Ken Starr,
4: a former federal appellate judge and a prominent attorney whose criminal investigation of Bill Clinton led to that president's impeachment, has died at the age of 76. Uh, He had been hospitalized in intensive care in Houston for about four months all of this was because of complications from surgery. 2020, he was recruited to the legal team representing Donald Trump in the nation's third presidential impeachment trial. For a lot of years, his reputation as a lawyer seemed to place him on the path to the Supreme Court. That obviously did not work out that way. Despite his impressive legal credentials, nothing could have prepared him for the task of investigating a sitting president. Uh, if you recall, uh, he released a report that uh, read somewhat like a, well, a, a romance novel with with weird things in it, mm-hmm. let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. If you remember that, sure. Uh, uh, really, qui- oh, sorry. Don't Don't right. really quick. Don't say really quick, Okay. You have to come really up quick, with another really, phrase. Really, really quick. Briefly.
1: How, however, <laughs> there's a fresh Hank Johnson audio, if you would. Like oh, seriously? It, from oh, from the third okay. rail, Life in the Third Rail. All right. Uh, Hank was speaking in front of, I would assume, his delegation. And he was comparing concerned parents at school board meetings to the January 6th protesters.
3: People on the local level uh, at affected school board meetings, they won't forget the MAGA uh, Republicans descending on their school board meetings uh, after January 6th, like January 6th, disrupting meetings. It was a co- coordinated uh, attack happening across the country, Americans won't forget about it.
0: What?
2: I wasn't aware of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's the guy who thought, uh, what, Taiwan would tip my, over? My fear that
2: Guam. Uh,
3: the whole island will uh, become <laughs> so overly
2: populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. No, we don't. Uh, we don't anticipate that.
4: <laughs> uh, and he's anticipate reelected.
0: Anticipate yeah, that's what's truly that. amazing. Yeah, he's he's a, he's Uh-oh.
1: reelected. He's fighting for the people, Joe.
4: Sure he is. Remember, they backtracked and t- tried to say he was joking. He does not sound like it, he's no, joking. No, he's not, I'm sorry. Well, well he at was at
1: using the
3: hand gestures too to simulate the island. The what was Ken being. Starr initially investigating? Was it wasn't the, the way lie, it turned out, right?
4: No, he was investigating two things. One, that uh, Clinton said he had no sexual
3: whatever. Uh,
4: with I did not Donna have sex. not have sex
2: with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. And
4: the, and the Vince Foster thing, which was uh, being... Far more serious. Yeah, but that obviously you know, turned out to be nothing, as we found out from the investigation. Although, there's still some folks that still cling to it if you go on <laughs> Twitter.
0: Yeah, well, Hillary's running a pedophile ring out of a pizza parlor in
3: Pittsburgh, too, okay? (laughs) so there. She is? Yeah. Called Pizza Slut?
4: Yeah. Pizza Slut. Pizza (laughs) Slut. In Pennsylvania, a man in a rainbow wig was arrested in Delmont after he walked into a Dairy Queen with a loaded handgun. According to the Delmont Borough Police Department, someone traveling south on State Route 66 called 911 to report an erratic driver. The caller said they saw the car pull into the parking lot at Dairy Queen and a man dressed in a bright yellow safety vest and a rainbow wig get out of the car with a gun in his hand and walk into the store. The responding officer <laughs> arrived at the scene less than a minute later, saw the man still in st- uh, still inside the store. The man exited the store out of a side door and the officer approached him. The man had loaded 40 caliber handgun in his pocket as well as several rounds of loose ammunition. Uh, the man told police he was working undercover. He was working to restore Trump to President King. (laughs) of the United States.
2: He was just trying to blend in with the rainbow wig, huh?
4: <laughs> Said he was armed to kill Democrats and liberals and protect himself wow. from all the drug traffickers. Yeah. Oh, luckily, wow. all right. Luckily, uh, luckily, he was taken into custody without incident. Uh, he had a lot of other guns with him, uh, so I'm uh, not sure if he planned to really do harm, but uh, he had two more loaded handguns, a 9mm and twenty-two caliber, all three guns and 62 extra rounds of ammunition seized. The man does face felony charges
3: and he was wearing a safety vest
4: safety vest and the rain, you know the big rainbow uh, afro
0: i love me some god trump and guns
3: <laughs> save that that's That'd a drop in joke, right it there
1: certainly is
3: <laughs> save that
4: might Mark be my ringtone from fossilized shark teeth to vintage comic books vital records and brand name sunglasses a constant flow of lost and found items keeps workers busy in the city of denver you know what they do with all that stuff? I don't. They auction they, it off. Yeah, they auction it off to make money. Huh. Chris Deutmeyer, a city of Denver surplus manager, said we get a lot of jewelry. In fact, I just sold a Rolex for fifty three hundred dollars. He said it's it's a really interesting job but you have to be curious. Every day in a warehouse in an undisclosed location, he leads a six-person city crew that organizes and categorizes common and sometimes unusual items that people lose on city property. People have 30 days to reclaim them. If they don't, they're put on auction. The city has sold more than 6,000 lost items this year, resulting in almost half a million dollars that goes into the city's general fund. Uh, Some of the stuff, Rolex watches, engagement rings, diamond rings, a wood stove... Laptop computers. Wait, how do you lose a wood stove? It doesn't (laughs) fall out of your pocket. I know (laughs) I left it somewhere.
3: (laughs) Fell off the back of a truck.
4: Canes and crutches, vinyl record collections, wheelchairs, vintage comics, coffee makers, microwaves, human remains in urns and ashes, and, Kenny, a snowmobile. So yeah go.
3: that's uh, that's fascinating John um, a lot of cities actually <laughs> I hate do what he says that Minneapolis does this the state of Minnesota does it every, everybody does this this isn't new new news you, what would they I'll find in St. Paul you,
1: you know if they had a bunch of abandoned stuff you'd probably and, find and
3: what? just what I want is some old abandoned POS sled that was left at a bar somewhere because <laughs> it wouldn't start at three in the morning. I tell you what, yeah. Olson, you yeah, try and me, fill 20 I mean, minutes and then you talk to me about it. F- $5,000 for that. <laughs> May
0: I tell you about Gator Magnetics? <laughs> how do you, do, how do you work these magnets? Sure. What do you do? Well, of course, I got a mansplainer told me that magnets don't stick to every metal surface. <laughs> oh. So, okay. Uh, gator hooks stick to pretty much it's Pretty well metal. known, Joe, that dumb. Pretty much every metal surface, <laughs> don't they? It turns every metal. Well, what metal surface wouldn't a gator All magnetic
1: right. attach gonna, to it? I'm going to look it up right uh, now. Aluminum? Aluminum. Aluminum.
2: Aluminum. Let's see. Surfaces. These
0: are a new uh, way to look at gagnets. magnets.
2: Magnets. Uh, they do. They're working on the gagnets right now. It, uh, in their natural states, you let me show you, you something.
0: Yes.
1: In their natural states, metals such as aluminium, aluminium, brass, copper, gold, lead, and silver don't attract magnets because they are weak metals. Okay, so don't hang this on your gold.
2: Right. But if you if you, if you got a
0: beat up metal toolbox, you can hang a gator magnetic on it, and that becomes a storage hook.
2: And if you're choking, the new Gagnet, yep. it forces the piece of steak. You put it up to your mouth, and it forces the piece of steak out of your mouth uh, so you uh, don't you. choke. I'm trying to tell these people tell me about, about, about Gator What about accessories? Magnetics. Bronze.
1: Bronze also does not stick.
0: Movable hooks with a magnetic technology that holds up to 25 pounds. You can't just remove this. No. You have to lift up a plastic lever, Mm -hmm. and then boop, 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 off it comes. comes. You move it down the line, you put it somewhere else, and you're constantly reinventing the storage in your garage or your home or your workplace. You can hang uh, stuff, all all the stuff you got. And they got (laughs) baskets you can put between the two hooks, and then you fill the basket, and you've got instant storage, steel shelves. What about my vehicle? Cabinets, workbenches, yes. Reavers knows a guy who takes his Gator Magnetics with him to the work site to yep. the job site hangs him on the side of the pickup truck and boom he's got storage for the day uh, I think these things are fantastic I can't describe the multiple polling in the back of the magnet mm-hmm. that's too complicated but these guys were smart yes. and they figured it out and they got a great website where you can watch Gator Magnetics in action seen it and get ideas yep and then uh, get them for your own storage needs they're really cool GatorMagnetics.com
5: The kids are back in school and they're bringing out homework. Hey, take a hint. Why aren't you doing your homework? For years, you have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent, and he represents only one insurance company. You deserve more than that. You deserve options. Your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly do change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not just one. Don't tell your kids about this but you can outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how to find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only for today, but for each and every year. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind that knowing that Canopy Group is working for them. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Get those options. no one swear
0: here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores
5: sifting
3: through the
0: nuts and bolts of life Joe sushi the
3: Centurion 24 flag safe is textured white with a 40-minute fire rating electronic lock installed door panel and drop-down handle that is one of the three Liberty safes that are on sale during the Liberty, Liberty Limited Edition Flag Safe sale. It's running through the 25th of this month at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. The other two, the Colonial 23 Flag Safe and the Colonial 50 Flag Safe, both gloss white, both with 75-minute fire ratings, electronic locks, door panels, and single outlets for power Those three safes, Liberty brand, come on, absolutely the best-built brand of safe on the planet. They're made right here in the United States of America by Americans using materials procured from these United States, and they're being offered locally at Maple Grove Lock and Safe on sale through, what did I say? I said through the 25th of September. You've got to stop in, say hi to Rich, meet him, he'll help you, and he'll help you get it home and get it set up, too. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 p.m., 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com.
0: Yet another example of the uh, incompetence that burdens us and that we pay for. Let's revisit the food fraud. Okay. The Minnesota Senate Education Committee looking into alleged fraud by an organization claiming to feed hungry kids. Says it believes the Department of Education did not follow state and federal laws.
1: No. Uh
0: huh. Uh huh. No. Uh huh. Uh huh. These are these are the initial findings following three hearings looking into feeding our future. In January, FBI agents served search warrants on a number of locations across the Twin Cities. Feeding Our Future was suspected of misusing. million of federal and state child (laughs) nutrition funds. In a statement, Committee Chair Roger Chamberlain, Republican Lionel Lake, said, We need a full audit of the program to determine the total scope of the problem. Tens of millions of taxpayer dollars may be involved in this fraud, and the department simply cannot address the problem or recognize their mistakes. Minnesota's Department of Education issued its own statement just two days ago. MDE moved quickly and repeatedly raised the issue uh, to federal authorities until we were able to find someone who would take the troubling spending as seriously as we were. The Director of Communications from the Education Department, Kevin Burns, also said the initial findings are simply a report, not the final findings Mm -hmm. of the full committee. Senator Chuck Weiger, DFL Maplewood, the lead on the Senate Education, Finance, and Policy Committee, said the report from Chamberlain was partisan. The Senate DFL has always fully supported the ongoing federal investigation as well as the expected nonpartisan legislative auditor investigation that will provide thorough answers to some of these important questions, Weiger said. It's either Weiger or Weiger. It's unfortunate that Republicans released a one-sided partisan press release instead of being able to work with all the members of the committee to get to the bottom of this important topic. In other words, the food fraud continues and nothing will happen. Hmm. Nothing will happen. They took $48 million of our money and
1: bought BMWs and houses and what have you.
0: Allegedly.
2: And we're just going
1: to let it
5: happen. (laughs) To the
1: point where a next-door neighbor, refresh my memory, a next-door neighbor said, I've never seen one kid in this building.
4: Ever. And they were they were claiming there was over a hundred every day. Every day. And a neighbor said no, there's never a car, there never anything. There's
1: right. one desk with a lamp. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Not even plugged in anything. Nope.
0: So they're feeding our
1: future though. Yeah.
0: Only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park and Umpuma, South Africa, from the traveling linemans at WorldwideWaftage.com. dot com. It was uh uh Please Hello? tell the crew this is a fact base. I didn't make it up about Faribault, Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I didn't
1: suggest he did. What I was merely suggesting is that he includes something from Fairbo, knowing that's my hometown. But, but he does. He's he's not it, he's not creating these. Okay, but he's also picking and choosing which ones to.
0: No, send. he's
4: not. It.
0: Uh, no, it he's comes, not.
4: It comes from a source. It's Chris. a I don't book about ever... these things. If you've ever noticed, Chris, I read along with Joe generally because every day I find it online.
1: You know what? Kenny's right. Kenny was right. On this day in
4: 1871, (laughs) (laughs) on this day in
0: 1871, newspaper (laughs) editor Horace Greeley gave the principal.
4: Pardon me? Go West, young men, Horace Greeley, remember? Yeah, he wrote I, that. I, it was a I, famous I'm headline. I'm aware of
2: that, but this has nothing to do with Wasn't that. Wasn't that a Village People song? Well, Horace Greeley,
3: jackasses. Get. Let's just get out of Kenny's this, okay? Kenny's in a hurry. Yeah, On in this a hurry. day... Two well, minutes here.
0: I'm trying. <laughs> September 14th. Though. On this day in 1871, newspaper editor Horace Greeley gave the principal address at a Hennepin County agricultural fair held in Minneapolis. In his speech, he advocated federal and state regulations for the protection of farmers. And on this day in 1996, the first North Shore inline marathon was held in Duluth. Inline skates or rollerblades are a Minnesota creation. Scott and Brennan Olson designed them so hockey players could practice when there was no
2: ice. Wow,
4: (laughs) I didn't know
0: that. It was on this day in 1996. (laughs) Thank you, GLers.
1: Rook, didn't Horace Greeley write a book?
2: I... what was it? Was that Little Red Riding Hood? No, go
3: west, young man.
2: Oh, is that it? Was? Yeah, it was. No, it, was, it was. Was that no a village people it was song a oh, for real? It was God, just a
3: headline and an Was that, that a village people song? Article.
2: Go west. Oh, that's go south. No idea what's going on. At go this down point. south. Did Joe oh, leave? I don't blame him. What's going on Yeah, right right he's gone. He's gone. has yeah. yeah, he's he's gone. Oh yeah, right Joe. He flipped over to uh Pod oh, man, He's looking for a new podcast a uh, new cast of characters to start a brand new podcast. Should I listen to Krabby Coffee Shop today? Well
4: Kenny. It's, it's just me and Kenny, so oh. and Ross. So. Where was Don? Don is in
2: Europe for oh boy, three three weeks, so we have two more shows. No wow, wonder
1: God. Kenny was so salty today.
2: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Hey, check us out on YouTube. Give us a subscribe on YouTube so you can be uh, a little inside information as to what we're uh, what we're doing, the goings on, the antics during the show, and sometimes in between. Yes, Jeff. Sorry.
4: Are, are you done, Rook? I'm yes. sorry. i Go go. To You're good. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, Horace Greeley, 1865. Washington's not a place to live. In the rent's high, the food's bad, the dust is disgusting. Go west, young man. Go west and grow up with the country. John.